What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Music Bowl. My name is Herd, and today I'd like to talk to you about my tips and advice on successfully navigating a day job. Uh, I know that in and of itself is sometimes a controversial thing, like should you even have a day job? Should you be trying to just survive on your gigs and whatever music income you have? And, you know, what even type of music gigs should you be taking in certain fields and all sorts of nonsense? But I would say right away that you have to have something that pays the bills. Um, And that can look like many different things. And for a lot of us, when we first get to cities, especially, you know, post-college or if you're moving right to a big city out of high school, like you're going to have to pay bills. You're going to have rents. You're going to have all sorts of other stuff to do. So these, I have three tips. And these three tips or mindsets I've always had helped me navigate this stuff as I graduated college and was trying to find work and just pay bills and build my career as a musician. So first and foremost, tip number one, is that you are a musician first, no matter what your day job is. So just because music isn't paying your bills doesn't mean you're not a musician. And so when you're home for Thanksgiving and you're home for Christmas and your family's, you know, asking you what you do and, you know, they're they're really grilling you about stuff, you are a musician, And you just happen to be doing this other thing right now because the music stuff isn't, you know, enough to pay all of the bills. And that's totally fine, especially if you're moving to a bigger city, New York City, L.A., Nashville, you know, New Orleans to some extent. If you're moving to these places and you got to get established, you have to find ways to just pay for rent, pay for college loans if you have those. Um, And so my take was to always say that I'm a musician. And I would just say things like, but right now, just to help sustain that and support me being a musician, I am doing X, Y, and Z. And so for my case, I was actually working in a factory. Uh, I made coffin parts, not coffins. I never put nails in coffins, but I was the dude who would make sure that the side panels were the, the width and length that they needed to be. And I ran a saw every day. We'd clock in at 5 a.m. That's right. We'd clock in at 5 a.m. By 5.05, the saw was running. And we'd get out at 2.30, and then I would do my music stuff at night or whatever else I had going on. Uh, We would do that six days a week. So the nights when I had a gig from 10 to 2 a.m. was not fun having to be clocked in three hours later. Uh, Those were interesting Saturday mornings, to, uh, to say the least. But it was a fun time, and it really helped me pay the bills and just kind of get by for that time. Um, Another big thing that goes along with this is never say that you're unemployed, especially if you don't have a day job and you are just trying to make it as a musician and you're slowly creeping by and you're like, you're just barely getting there, but you're at the point where you don't have to have other work. You still never say you're unemployed. Make sure you always say that you're a musician. I've had other friends who have said like, oh, I'm unemployed. I'm trying to find an apartment and all this other stuff. And um, it just... When you say you're unemployed, it, it really does just make it sound like you have like nothing, no career path, nothing you're trying to work on and build. And just because your music is in your career, whatever path in music you're trying to go is not taking off, doesn't mean that you're not doing that thing. Like it will just take some time. Um, and so this also, I do want to caveat this with, um, especially right now when we're in a pandemic, you might have to apply for unemployment um, you know, legally by the government standards to just get some kind of money or whatever. So do what you need to do to get by. But mostly what I'm talking about is when you're around the Thanksgiving table, the Christmas table, um, or whatever major holiday celebration you and your family are doing and people are grilling you, never say you're unemployed, never say that your main job is like the thing that you do, you know, as a living. It's just something you're doing in the meantime. 
Uh, so that's number one. Always say you're a musician first, no matter what you're doing. Uh, number two is have a timeline for when you are going to quit that job. And it's not a, you know, if music takes off, then I will quit. It's no, I'm going to quit in X amount of time. Um, and so one of the big rules you can apply is just the percentage principle. So when you first start off, 80-20 is probably going to be your split, where 80% of your income is going to be from your day job, especially when you first get to a city. It might even be higher. It might even be 100% is your day job. Um, and then over time, you're slowly going to try and whittle that down so that instead of having to work 40 hours a week at your day job, you can go part-time and work 20 hours. And because you're making the rest of that up with your income from music, and eventually over time, you want to be doing 100% music-based you know, income. Um, and that timeline is going to look different depending on what city you're in, where you're living, how hard, and what I mean by living is, are you in an apartment or are you able to live at home? Um, how hard you're going to grind. Uh, sometimes just honestly dumb luck. I super dumb lucked into my touring gig. I just happened to go to a gig one night to support a friend. And he that morning had gotten a text from, a, from another one of his friends who said he needed a bass player for an upcoming tour. And because I happened to be in that spot, he was like, hey, I know you're a bass player. Give this guy a call, audition for it, see what happens. And, you know, it just kind of worked out for me that that's how I got my gig touring. Um, to start with. And then that led to doing some international stuff that led to studio sessions. And so like never underestimate the dumb luck, but you also need to make sure you're practicing and doing all the stuff you need to be doing. But the main point with this is to have that timeline of when you are going to quit and what you expect in terms of your income split and how much you would hope to be making with your music by X amount of time. And again, the city you're in is going to determine this. Uh, when I took that factory job, I gave myself one year to then be able to be making enough money with just my music to pay my bills. And at that time, because I had just graduated college and I didn't move to a big city right away, I did kind of just come back home. So I was living with my parents, so I didn't have big rent at that point, but I still had student loans, still had the car payments, still had, you know, all the other little things that kind of add up as an adult. And so for me, if I knew I was going to be gigging Friday, every Friday and Saturday, sometimes Thursdays, other stuff, and I was playing in two or three different bands, I knew if I was doing that enough, I'd be okay. So my goal was to grind out as much work as I could with those bands, to be booking as much, to be just, you know, out there doing it enough where I could quit the factory job in a year. And I was able to make that happen. And I, I had a choice. I could have probably stayed at the factory for another six months or maybe even another year to just have even more income because it, it paid me okay. But I had told myself, nope, I'm going to quit after a year. And so it was, I think, a year and just a couple extra weeks that I actually quit. And I just, uh, on the year of my being there, I walked into my manager's office and I just said, here's my two weeks, you know, I, I'm out, I've, I've, this, you know, job worked out enough for me to get me through the year that I needed to. And now I'm moving on. And everyone was cool with that. Um, it just, and they knew that when I took the job initially, so it, just, everyone knew like there was, I wasn't going to be there for the long haul, but they just needed someone to fill in anyway. So that all sort of worked. Uh, but you're going to have to figure out, you know, based on what city you're in, how long, and you're going to have to constantly just readjust that plan. So after a year, if you've been grinding really hard and you haven't made any progress, you might have to add on another year to what you were doing, but then also check like, how were you grinding if you made no progress in a year, things like that. You got to make sure that no matter what you're doing during the day for your job, 
you are still grinding just as hard at night, practicing, making contact, networking, doing all the things that you need to to actually make your music career take off. It's not going to go anywhere if you just take the day job and then don't do anything at night. Like you can't just go home and play video games the entire night. Totally do that. Um, I definitely play video games constantly, but I'm setting time limits and all sorts of things that make sure I'm still productive with what I need to do. So rule number one, uh, you're a musician first. Rule number two is have your timeline for when you're going to quit. And my rule number three was to only take jobs that will never interfere with the working hours that I would have as a musician. Um, And so I had, when I did finally move to Rochester, New York, which I know is not like the biggest of cities, but it was certainly bigger from where I was coming from. When I moved there, I did have offers to work in like insurance stuff. I could have been like a paintball referee, which would have been super fun. Um, But all of the, and there was a couple other things as well that I kind of applied for and, and could have been doing, but all of those things were nights and weekend gigs, which is exactly when I wanted to be playing music. So by default, I had to turn every single one of them down. Now I could have made a ton of money if I'd gone into insurance. Um, and I have some friends who did that and they are making tons of money and that's awesome. But I wouldn't be able to be a musician if I was doing those jobs. Um, so I had to make sure, and my rule was if a job requires me to work at night or weekends, I can't take it, which right there rules out a lot of stuff. But it was what I knew that I had to do so that I never had to worry about like someone asking me to play a gig and I couldn't because I was flipping burgers somewhere or, you know, oh, I can't because I have to go make coffin parts. So I can't play this gig. Like that's not a scenario you want to end up in. And I know in a bigger city, probably like, you know, like New York and Nashville, those kinds of things might not be an option, but you're going to be around an environment where you probably have a lot more musicians and artists in general who are working at some of these places. So if you do take that job as the waiter or a waitress, you know, make sure you're at a place that also has a lot of other musicians who know, like maybe they can help you be flexible. And I have a friend of mine who lives in New York City and he was working in an escape room, uh, but it was an environment where a lot of other people that worked at that place uh, were trying to do similar things. So they could swap shifts occasionally. I'm sure it wasn't, you know, every single time something came up, but it was at least an environment where, people knew what we were all trying to do or what they were all trying to do and they could help each other out and kind of grow their careers that way. And then eventually I know he's already quit that job to continue pursuing being a musician. So, um, and also on that note, you don't have to hate your day job. Like he really enjoyed working on an escape room and I know he did. And I also didn't hate working in the factory. Uh, It definitely was not something I want to do with my life. And I was very glad to be done with it, but I got to run a saw all day. No one bothered me because I was good at my job. So I just stood by a saw, making, cutting wood all day long with headphones in, listening to Brian Blade Fellowship. That was like most of my time at that factory. So it wasn't the worst thing. I'm like, you know, I'm very glad that I don't have to wake up at 4.30, six days a week anymore. But you don't have to hate the day job. So if you do, maybe quit that job in a month to find another day job that you at least can tolerate to do. Um, that was That was also another rule of mine. Um, And then here is my fourth little bonus tip with this. Uh, Substitute teaching is an excellent way to kind of fill all of these things. It's super flexible, i.e. you get to pick the days that you're going to work. And it's going to be the mornings. It's something that you wouldn't ever have to take work home for. And it's it's really not that hard. Like I, I was a substitute teacher. I, I'm, I'm most, some of you will know that now I am a high school teacher and I did have an ed degree which kind of helped get my foot in that door. Uh, But at this time in my life, I was just playing gigs 
and touring and doing the studio stuff. And I really wasn't planning on being a teacher. I just knew that that job fulfilled all of my criteria. It was during the morning, so it never interfered with a gig. Uh, and if a Wednesday afternoon gig did come up, I could just not work that day and no one cared because I just didn't answer the phone when the substitute teaching system called. Uh, but it paid pretty well. And it allowed me to take off like tons of time when I would go and tour. This was a great way to come back after being on the road for a month. I could work, you know, two weeks if I wanted to. I could work two weeks in a row doing that and then go back on the road. And no one cared. No one said anything. And I was in three different districts. So I had like constantly I had work. I just it was there for the taking. It was also, I will say, rare that I substituted for music. I mostly did like English classes or math, uh, some history and there was one of the districts I was in had a really good French class. I don't speak French even at all. Couldn't say anything. Uh, but the way the sub plans worked out, it was a very easy thing to take. So don't think you have to only do music and try and find like that one gig because music teachers are very rarely out. And I know that from personal experience. I, I didn't actually take off a single day last year that I worked. And in fact, most of my colleagues only took off just a couple of days when we're super sick. But it's rare that we actually like will take days off. So don't think you have to go in and try and just do the music thing. You can do other things. Um, it's going to be very easy to get those things as most districts are looking for subs as well. So that's my little plug for that. And if you want, I can tell you a whole lot more about it. But it was it's a really, really feasible thing to do, especially at least in New York. Maybe other states, it's a little bit different. But up here, it was a very easy thing to get into. And it's something I recommend most musicians do because it offers all of those things. Flexible hours, uh, never interfere with the gig. Um, just every little thing. It paid well, you know, and it was pretty steady if you wanted it to be. So it's a very easy thing to just have a side thing while have a, a side source of income while your music is still trying to get to the point where you're just sustaining on that. So those three rules, um, you're a musician first, have your timeline for when you're going to quit, and only take jobs that do not interfere with your working hours as a musician. Those three rules have served me extremely well over the years. And if there's ever a time when I'm not full-time teaching and I am just doing um, just the freelance kind of stuff. Those are the three rules that I fall back on at all times. Um, and I even still think that way. It's still really hard for me to, to get used to like my Monday through Friday is always accounted for. And I can't always just get up and tour or do whatever I feel like. Um, that's been my challenge as an adult who finally has the full-time job. So those are it. Those are my three tips for, you know, navigating the day job world. They were rules that I that never stopped me from doing what I wanted to musically um, and made made my life very easy in that regards. It was still very hard in terms of grinding out and making sure we had all the money coming in and was able to quit certain things at certain times and, and all of that stuff. Like I'm not saying life in general was easy, but those rules gave me a really good grounding to navigate the business. So hopefully they help you. Let me know what you think, and I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.